This episode is brought to you by the SF LGBT Center, a place for the community to connect to opportunities, resources, and each other to achieve a stronger, healthier, and more equitable world. Find out more at sfcenter.org. <laughs> <laughs> uh, welcome everybody to If These Ovaries Could Talk. Hi guys. Who are you? I'm Jamie. I'm Robin. And we're your hosts. Do you think people know yet? That we're the hosts? <laughs> no, that you're Jamie and I'm Robin. Oh, I don't know. I hope they do. I think they can tell because you have an accent. Oh, with the accent. <laughs> just yelling. kidding. Alcohol. I'm just kidding. Um, okay, listen. So we have a very exciting show today. We, we recorded our friends, uh, Lisa and Jennifer. Um, first thing you're going to notice is... Uh, I when we did this interview, I had a little little bout of laryngitis. A little bit, a little bit. The baby really took it out of me. She's got the whole like Timmy Moore thing going on. Yeah, so just you know, but except less like a gremlin. That's <laughs> <it>. <laughs> Listen with a with an open mind, please. So Lisa and Jennifer, this is uh, this is a great story. I mean, when I say this, it's going to sound like it's a real downer. It's it's trying to make babies, cancer, mm-hmm. death. More cancer, but I'm laughing. We're laughing, but it's I'm not laughing funny because they laugh, mm-hmm. and they're. I don't want to give away too much, but these two ladies are heroes. Like how they just how they fight through this and make their family is inspiring. Mm-hmm. So very much so, very strong women. Yeah, let's just get right to it, right? Bring them in. Okay. Welcome, Lisa and Jennifer. We're so glad you guys could join us today. We're very excited. Um, so we want to start with you in the way that we do with everyone. We want you to give us your elevator pitch about your relationship? Well, Jennifer and I met in 2003 online when a lot of people um, would not admit to admit uh, meeting online. Uh, I disagree with that. I had no problem with admitting it, but... Well, I mean, it's... You can admit it or not, but it's true. Um, (laughs) So, yeah, we met online and we... On a dating Uh site, yeah. Plan it out. But we're okay. talking about before, uh, what's the swipey one that I went? Oh. Tinder? Oh, yeah. Yo, no, there's no, no Tinder. There's there no Grindr. No, there were no just... apps or mobile devices right. at the time. Exactly. You had to actually log on to a website <laughs> on your desktop computer. And Back upload when Friendster photos. was around. Yes. Yeah. 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 It was work. I mean, you yeah. had to think of like, a witty email to write, and <laughs> there was no swiping. Um, so, yeah. So, Jennifer and I, um, we emailed for a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. We... We made a date, and then Jennifer dumped me about two days before the date. <gasps> I, it wasn't like a It's not dumping. your turn yet, Jennifer. <laughs> Sorry. Because <laughs> we're a little bit like those couples in uh, When Harry Met Sally, <laughs> uh, the ones who talk, where one of them talks over the other yeah, all the That's time. your elevator pitch right yeah, there. there we're Jews. <laughs> yes. So I didn't dump her. I said that I was seeing someone else and it had gotten more serious and I didn't feel comfortable going on a date with someone else, but I would still like to meet her, you know, as a friend, oh. which she was oh. like, it was a uh, really, no. it was, it was a really lovely rejection. Were you heartbroken? And, um, I, I was disappointed. Uh-huh. Um, Robin actually <laughs> named her the one that got away. And I, <laughs> was, I was very, very I was very cordial though. And I said, thank you for letting me know and good luck. We had lots of friends. I had lots of friends at the time. <laughs> so, um, and then about three weeks later, I, an email popped up in my mailbox, lo and behold, from Jennifer, begging for me. <laughs> I don't wow. know if it was that pathetic. Uh, it was, uh, Robin read it. So I guess that other one didn't work out. No, the other one didn't work out. Um, and I wrote that email 
it was maybe a paragraph, but it took me two hours on the phone with my ex to like compose it and get just the right sort of self-deprecating. With your ex, your yeah, ex my helped ex. you write. Yes. You're such a lesbian. I know. Oh, yep. it wasn't that ex though. That she a different ex. A different ex. But that's what we do. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's yeah. a tough email to write. The oh, whole very like, tough. Hey, I blew it. Yep. <laughs> I was to try again. <laughs> I was really dumb, but I remember um, the reason I did it was because I was very upset that yet another relationship hadn't kind of turned out the way I'd wanted and I remember being in my friend um my friend Leah and Elizabeth lived around the corner from me on the Upper West Side and I remember being in their living room and crying and I'm like and the one thing I'm really upset is I never (laughs) met that woman Lisa um and so then I was like well I can't get back the last however many months of my life but I could potentially still meet Lisa so there you go yeah Mm -hmm. so and now here we are and it was really lovely it's um I think that the email where she dumped me actually showed so much character on her part that I still liked her. Um, She won me over with the email. Yeah. I mean, Robin was the first person I sent it to. I'm a tough critic. And um, (laughs) so I said, sure. Oh, and then didn't Robin? Didn't you see us on the street on our first date? No, it wasn't our first. It was like pretty early. Third. It was our and we, third. And she was in a cab, and she <laughs> shouted. Out, it was like we were on Eighth Avenue. I lived in Chelsea. <laughs> we drove by them in a cab, and I leaned out the window, rolled down the window, and shouted out, "Hey, Lezzies!" <laughs> <laughs> and the two oh of them, like, it was like it was like someone like. <laughs> Like they were about to. It probably I'm wasn't. So very, glad nobody had a gun. Probably wasn't nice in <laughs> hindsight. It was in Chelsea though, so I think we were just more confused than anything. Like yeah. what? Yeah. Yeah. No, that, like, were, that I think was our third. Date. And in terms of our relationship, you talk um, over. That was fifteen it. years later. Yeah. Yeah. I think Lisa. Lisa's also the nice one. I'm more of the like moody, semi-introverted, like impatient one. Dare I, I say a tad high strung? High strung as well, <laughs> although I've gotten way more mellow. You sure have. Therapy. Well, speaking of which, you can edit this out. I forgot to take my medication. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we're going to edit that out. I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, we're glad you guys are here. And we obviously, uh, two ladies, you have a son. We do. We do. And, uh-huh. and we want to talk a little bit about being that this is a you know, a non-traditional family podcast, fertility-focused sometimes. We want to hear about... Like how, tell us about your experience in, in making Devin. Yeah, well, first of all, wait, how old is Devin? Oh, good question. Six and a half. Oh, he's six and a half. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this was a little while ago. Yeah, yeah. we bought him on the black market. <laughs> no. The dark web. So this is a really <laughs> special <Dark> episode, guys. <laughs> yeah. um, no, that's not true. So we, but I, that'd be a really good episode. <laughs> we, had a, we had a bunch of starts and stops. Um, mm-hmm. I would say for when we actively started trying to get pregnant to when we actually got pregnant was a full year. Mm-hmm. But we had had um, a kind of mentally getting ready to start getting pregnant. and then I didn't want to have a kid. Oh. Yeah. So oh, yeah. We, you did, there you, was that. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you didn't want to have a kid, period. So the closer I started to get to 40, um, I, I always wanted kids. And then the closer I was getting to 40, I something shifted in my brain and I no longer was certain that I wanted to have children. Uh Um, And um, Jennifer's sister was pregnant at this time. Robin was pregnant at this time. And Jennifer was like, chop, chop, when are we having a baby? (laughs) Or when are we going to talk about this? I think this, I think it was actually earlier than them getting pregnant or Michelle getting pregnant, actually. It was all around. So you don't know if you want kids. 
but you kind of come around to this it? This was, yeah, in my late no, 30s. No, 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 we no. have to, no, no. she didn't just come around. We oh, had to go okay. to therapy. Yes. Oh. Because yeah, you really wanted them, Jennifer. Yeah, I just, I, well, the way I said it to her at the time and what I still think is that it's one of life's great experiences and that Sometimes. I... <laughs> and one of life's well, terrible she said experience she didn't yeah. say joys yes and I didn't mean great as in great versus terrible I mean great as in like awesome yes like as in the true huge, meaning of awesome yeah um, and I felt like um, I didn't want to live my life without that experience being part of it um, and, and it was something we had discussed early on in our relationship yeah I mean, we, we were like four years in at this point yeah, um, so we had, like, we had kind of cleared this up way at the beginning. Like, oh, do you want to have kids? Yes, I want to have kids. Okay, good. And, like, yeah, put so it this to the was side. a bit of a curveball when yeah. I was like, I don't <laughs> right. know. Yeah. Yeah, so Lisa was really unsure, and I was like, uh, I think that if you don't want to have kids, we might not be able to, like, continue the relationship. And there was no question that we wanted to spend the rest of our lives together. Like, she was my person. So to even oh. be thinking mm-hmm. that... It was like, I was just like, (gasps) so we went to a couples therapist and had probably for a few months, right? Three months, maybe a little bit longer. Yeah. Yeah. And talked through a lot of stuff. And I think, um, you know, got to the point where Lisa was feeling ready. And then, um, so we went to couples therapy probably for three or four months and, um, like worked through a lot of things, particularly I think around Lisa's mother's early death. So Lisa's mom had, had cancer when she was a kid. And um, as we were getting closer to thinking about having kids, it seemed like that was like the idea of potentially having cancer and abandoning our children was unconsciously heavy for, for Lisa. So we kind of talked yeah. about that a lot more explicitly. Essentially, I was um, subconsciously, of course, but <laughs> maybe a little more forward in the a little frontal right in front lobe. Um, I was, I've always been afraid of getting cancer and dying young and leaving a child behind. And um, lo and behold. So, wait, wait. So, so we're like, it's going to be our last appointment. Literally, our last appointment with and the Lisa therapist. Had, Lisa it's had, a Monday. Yeah. And Lisa had it's gone. It's a Monday. Lisa had gone to the gynecologist for like a checkup, some bleeding, and the gynecologist was like, eh, given your family history, let me just do a little biopsy. <sighs> so I think the day of our last appointment with the couples therapist, we found out that yeah, she had two she weeks had, later. Yeah, so she had endometrial cancer. Oh my God. And so we, that was like, we talked about that at our last appointment with the couples therapist. Yeah, yeah, even like, the therapist was surprised. Yeah. She was like, because we Whoa. had been talking so much about Lisa's fear that she would get cancer oh and die. And then, like, she got cancer. Oh, my goodness. Like, and you just decided you want to have a kid. Yeah, we yeah, were yeah, ready. Yeah. We were like, let's get online. Let's, do let's it. pick, let's pick some sperm. I will let's say this. this. It, there, we didn't have that debate that some couples have about who should get pregnant. So that was... You that knew was it was gonna, always yeah, going to be It was always going to be me. Yeah. Wait, um, what, it was always going to be you just because? Well, I was a little long in the tooth. <laughs> yeah, Lisa was older, but At also with her family history, because it wasn't her sister had had oh, breast right, cancer, right. her mother had died, her uncle had died. Ugh, I mean, it just kind of felt of like. Now, my dad also died of cancer, but it was less. <laughs> Fewer people. 
We had less of the cancer. Yeah. And so you knew it was going to be you, so that wasn't an issue. Right. But then this so, cancer, right. you know, yeah. cog in the wheel. So then, so meanwhile, Robin's getting pregnant. My sister's getting pregnant. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, so Lisa, <laughs> so Lisa had, um, so Lisa was in the hospital and had a hysterectomy while all our other friends were pregnant, <sighs> which is like, you know, kind of um, like, it was fun. major mental dissonance. Um, and this was also like the very beginning of Facebook. So everyone was like posting pictures of their uh, like, you know, here's my like ultrasound picture. Yeah. And here's and and so Lisa had the surgery. And then it turned out that she had like one lymph node with like a microscopic trace of malignancy. And so rather than just being done after the hysterectomy, she had to do radiation and chemotherapy. So then she was sick for basically like a whole year from that. And so we didn't, so we were just kind of waiting to get for that to be over and get the clean bill of health before we started trying to get pregnant again. So that was tough. Yeah. I mean, at that point, I don't, I think we were, both more focused on my health. Yeah. Um, and, you know, that we, we kind of, we shelved it for yeah. a little did, bit. Did you, could I ask, did you have any feelings of, like, like the nagging, like, like and well, the Well, it was a little hard because little I have this, um, I, I have this identical twin sister, and she was pregnant at the time, so that oh was... Oh, my God, talk about seeing yourself pregnant. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, and she was very, she had a very physically challenging pregnancy and so she was very miserable and there were times I just kind of wanted to like shake her and be like nobody has cancer yeah you're having a baby yeah um I mean but she she had really really terrible morning sickness and and all this so it was a very uncomfortable physically uncomfortable pregnancy so and Mm -hmm. I remember one time when I was (laughs) walking with her to the subway and she was like, you know, eight or nine months pregnant, walking really slow. And meanwhile, Lisa had been doing radiation and chemo, and she was walking really slow. I was like, is there anyone in my life who can walk at a normal speed? Um, So that was – and she was great. Like, I remember her coming over and, like, you know, doing all our laundry one weekend. So, like, she was – like, my my mom came for a week. This was when my mom lived in Boston, and she cooked and cleaned for us for a week – like she basically just did laundry, dishes, and prepared That's food. Yeah, it was it was really really um, exactly what we needed. So, so yeah, it was it was weird and hard, and but but mostly I was just like uh, wanted Lisa to to be well, and it was really hard watching someone that I loved um, be so um, be so sick, and also because my father had also had cancer when I was nineteen, eighteen, nineteen. Um, so there were just a lot of, like, it brought up a lot of stuff for me. There was just, I remember her, Lisa sitting on the couch once, and she had this kind of gray look on her face during chemo, and I was like, oh, my God, that's what my dad used to look like. Oh. Um, there's there's just something about what chemo does to your body. I don't know. Um, but th- it was just a stoniness in the face and a level of of fatigue and, and with all the hair missing that is just, uh, I hadn't, I wouldn't have been able to describe it except seeing it again. It's like, oh. Um, so, yeah, I mean, so there's how do just you, a lot. How do you make a right turn out of that into, now seems like a really great time to bring a family into the world, like a, a baby. Well, it was also just like, come on, can we get on with our lives? Yeah. Right. right. Yeah. You want to, like, embrace life. Yes. 
And um, so, did you have to be Lisa? Did you have to be the one to say it, or was it a discussion? No, together? I, no think was, I think we were both. I, I was still on board. I, you know, it's it's sort of like when your worst fear comes true, right? It you like you're able to move on. Right. It, it's always the not knowing, you know. Mm-hmm. So, sort of it's not worse. knowing if I'm going to get cancer or. Um, so it's like, oh, so this is what having cancer yeah, is like. Yeah, so okay. it happened. I I got sick. I got better. And then we were ready to move on. We, and then we started, like, first we went, like, we we didn't start, as, because my twin sister, my remember, identical twin sister had gotten pregnant, like, immediately the first month she tried. So I had no expectations of having any problems. By the way, trying in the traditional sense. In the tra- so. yes, <laughs> yes, she's with her It's not husband. like she did an IUI or... Yeah. Uh, so anyway, we did, but it, it turned out, so we did kind of the, like, like, you know, ovulation kit, nurse, midwife, thing um for a few months and that didn't work and then we went to a fertility clinic like one of the big ones and um and uh I briefly got pregnant by the then, way more depressing more than, depressing um than the, the Sloan than Kettering, Sloan Kettering. <laughs> oh. the, the, the fertility the clinic? fertility oh clinic the yeah. waiting room at the fertility clinic is about a hundred times heavier and more depressing than the waiting room at Sloan Kettering for sure it's yeah. true I, it's funny because I, I recall <laughs> I recall walking in and just seeing all these like sad 40 something like you knew they used to be SVPs and yeah. and, and they and they, they went for that SVP title and then all of a sudden they were like oh shit my eggs are getting dusty and they were all in there just like crying and I was like what's everybody crying about so I got like pregnant the first time yeah. and then when I had the miscarriage and I was coming out I was like sobbing and I was yeah. like oh no I I'm get one it. of them I get, it. I get yeah. it now yeah move over <laughs> and, like three dudes like just trying to crawl into yes. their into their Blackberry at yeah. the time just like <laughs> so we did two IUIs at the midwife then we did then we went to the fertility clinic we did one IUI I got pregnant but it just didn't really take mm-hmm. had a miscarriage at work the ambulance had to come and take me to the hospital oh and, and Robin and Robin I, uh, and, and Lisa I, I was, was on out a bu- of town I was on a business trip I landed in Phoenix <laughs> and I turned on my phone to call Jennifer um who was actually in the throes of a miscarriage. Um, Jennifer had been working in New Jersey that day, and I called Robin. I asked her to take a car service. Yeah, like a true New Yorker, I took a car service to New Uh, Jersey. If she can get out to New Jersey and see what's happening. I I, I was so helpless, and I I didn't know what to do. Yeah. So you're in the throes of a miscarriage. Right. You're writhing on the floor. Yeah, so then the ambulance came. Someone at work called a called an ambulance, and they took me to Hackensack Medical Center, a very good hospital in New Jersey, where they treated me very well. They and were very nice there. Yes, and someone from work came with me, a, a woman who I'm good friends with to this day, and then Robin came, and so the woman from work went. And uh, Yeah, so then everyone at work knew I was trying to get pregnant. I guess so. Well, <laughs> knew that you were pregnant. Yeah, but that... And that. And then not, but I hadn't been before that. So now they're like, oh, I guess we're going to be planning for maternity leave for Jennifer at some point. Right. But maybe, not for a long time. Maybe let's not talk about that now. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay, so then, then you waited so a bit. Then talk, wait, I'm sorry. Talk about the emotional, emotionality, is that a word, of the miscarriage? I mean, emotions. Might be. Emotional, emotions. you know. The yeah. emotions, yeah. I think. Yeah, it's talk a little about that. because That's we like the word really commentating as opposed to commenting. You're right. Yeah. Right, like talk about the emotions, um, because we haven't really talked about miscarriage as much on our uh, podcast. Well, I think so. If 
you were to talk to someone who like had a miscarriage a little later on where they had like seen a heartbeat and mm-hmm. you know um or even you know had a real ultrasound stuff like that um I think would be even harder um for me it was more about the disappointment of uh, still not being pregnant so it became and the fact that after the miscarriage you have to like skip a month before you try to get mm-hmm. pregnant again mm-hmm. so it's just like one more thing. Are you freaking kidding me? Right. I mean, you had to feel like a little bit like, why God? Like, yeah. Just like all the, like your family was being heaped upon. Yes. Right. It just felt like, could something go easily? Right. Um, right. So, um, but I don't think I had that kind of grief for a particular child. I don't ever think about that child um, as a potential right. child that we could have had. Okay. Um, so from that perspective, I think it's a little different than someone who has like a, a miscarriage later. Mm-hmm. on in the pregnancy <laughs> so we ran out of our sp- first sperm donor at this mm-hmm. point and then we uh started at the smaller clinic and we had like our first consultation are we there for the first consultation mm-hmm. mm. no 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 our first appointment there lisa had just no been... that wasn't our first okay I think so... we were like well into it it was our... right so maybe we had tried one month and then and had a bunch of diagnostic tests and everything else and then, uh, then Lisa had a colonoscopy, and it turned out she had colon cancer. Oh my God. Uh, by the way, by the way, the fact that you're laughing is amazing. <laughs> oh my God! So Lisa has a genetic disorder that makes her oh. uh, likely to get these two cancers: endometrial and Just colon cancer. Just these two? No, there's more. Oh no, there's a host. But these are the there's two that host are, of them. <laughs> these are the two that are most oh. common. So, and her mother, Lisa's mother, died of colon cancer. So we oh, knew geez. that it was potential. So. Meanwhile, we're like, well, you know, screw this. We're not waiting for another cancer. I um, find that to be miraculous. Wait, so you kept going? We yeah. kept going. Yeah, I mean, at this point, it was like I have I, I had known about the genetic disorder when I was diagnosed with my first cancer, and um, I, I, I mean, it's something that I have no control over. So at this point, when I was diagnosed with the second, like, like life is going to happen. Um, I had made. Uh, I had made peace that should something happen to me, um, I'm not leaving a child alone with my father, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, my, my partner is, is Jennifer, and, um, and everything will be okay. You know, no matter what happens, everything will be okay. So, uh, yeah, we decided to just move forward. So the night before Lisa went in for surgery for her <laughs> colon cancer, we had to pick out a new sperm donor. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> pack, my, pack my bag for colon cancer surgery. He looks good. Pick you also this dude. Fine. Well, so well, at this you're point, you're really hopped checking up the, on yeah, Xanax. The, <laughs> medical background. Yeah, at this point seriously. Too, right? the, the, is there colon cancer? No, is there colon cancer? Heart disease I mean, and cancer. They were out. Like not even. Yeah. We would not even consider it for a second. Right. But the sperm bank also is. They they don't even have. Depends on the ethnicity though. So this was when we right. gave up the idea of a Jewish donor. Yeah. Because bye bye Jews. If we, you we wanted, need to we need to mix up mix up the genetic pool. So we, we <laughs> That's how I ended up in this mess to begin with. Yeah. So so we picked him and Lisa went in to have surgery and then we I kept going um to the clinic and Lisa recovered from surgery and uh and then I got pregnant. And Lisa was still recovering because it turns out like it's very hard for your body to adjust to not having a colon. So <laughs> I had morning sickness and Lisa could barely eat either. And she had I just wanna let I you was all know. Skinny. Lisa had promised me the first time she had cancer 
that although I was taking care of her, that when I was pregnant, <laughs> she would take care of me. It would be my Not so turn. Not so much. So she didn't. <laughs> oh, wait a right. second. That thunder. Yes, I do. I'm sorry. I had. Um, I had my father was dying from dementia. Right, so Lisa was recovering from not no longer having a colon. Her father had dementia, and I was pregnant, and all I wanted was for someone to cook for me. Oh, God. And Lisa was like, uh, 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 no. My father called me. In, oh, I, yeah. He didn't know that I was, he didn't know I had cancer. Uh, Again, the second time. The second time. And he called me in the hospital. He lived in Brooklyn, and... Um, he asked her to come out he to Brooklyn. He said... Can you come over? And I said, I'm sorry. I, I was I, I, like, I was two days out of a she total colectomy with She was my lying belly in a hospital open. bed in, with an IV. And he was like, What's so important in Manhattan? Right. <laughs> um, my colon. It, yeah, it was, it was, um, so that was the beginning. It was quite a time. Yeah. Fortunately, my sister, I think, was at the hospital at the and time. She, yeah, and she, she went She out. went to deal with him. Did so. you tell him eventually? No, no. he, he had, he um, at that point, he didn't we even realize know I was pregnant. Well, at that point, we realized the dementia was just getting worse and worse. It was it had just started, um, and um, basically, it was it, it coincided with Jennifer becoming pregnant and lasted her entire preg- pregnancy. And he died um, twelve days after our son was born. So it was <laughs> a hard year. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we are so, depressing. I know. But then, but then you had that baby. Yeah, and he's super cute. So we had that. Um, yeah. I want to for our last little bit. I'd like to talk a little bit about you guys. Um, actually, go on vacations and hang out and are in touch with the other families who had kids by your donor. Yes. So, yes. like, do you call them siblings? Do you hang? Tell us um, about that whole experience. I I call them siblings. They are our son's siblings, uh-huh. so that's that's what I call them. Um, the way that that happened was on uh, the sperm bank has a donor sibling re- a donor registry yep. a, a sibling registry, uh-huh. and when our son was born, we registered, and um, someone who had already given birth with the same donor had put a message on that board because it's only it only pertains to that one donor mm-hmm. that they started a closed secret Facebook page and anyone who wanted to join come on over and that's what we did and I completely ripped you guys off and did the same thing for both of because my kids have different donors and and set up secret Facebook groups because you guys had that idea so fantastic yeah and yeah. um you know, so we it started you know, when they were babies. Yeah, and we slowly became we got to know each know each other a little bit on Facebook, and then we're spread out all over the country. And um, over time, we started to meet up with some people. There was a, there's a family in Philadelphia. There was one other uh, family in New York. Um, Although she moved. Yeah. So, um, and then I think we have like we have a few sort of like social hub type people among the mm-hmm. parents yeah. um, and that has, so then they generated this idea of, oh, let's all go on vacation together. And so we went to Club Med in Florida um, when the kids, the oldest kids were four and I think we were all really Yeah, nervous. they were all born the same year. Yeah. So it right. was like, they get retired. like every right. month. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How many are there? Can I ask that? We, we think counted. there's about 18 oh or 20. And yeah. they're there's all yeah. in the group or no? No, no they're not. There, there are, 
Um, most are. I, we think there are two, one or two that are not. Not at all. And I've I've There's, actually managed to identify them. <laughs> of course, you have. of course you have. Because Lisa's a Lisa has a second career in her as a private investigator. I'm so a sleuth. That's yes. her retirement <laughs> career. Yeah. What, like what's my the wife. makeup Same of thing. What's the makeup of the other it's like, people? Mm. It's like, like gays, two, singles, three um, lesbian, four lesbian, all the couples, five lesbian, six lesbian couples. <laughs> <laughs> oh my and God. A partridge. <laughs> There's six lesbian couples in the rest. Are single moms, but single two moms, of the yeah. single moms are lesbians, oh. and the rest are straight. So it's mostly so when you go on vacation, well, it turned out it's all ladies. <laughs> yeah, well, it is all ladies. Um, but it also turned out it was like a whole bunch of families who are kind of in the same phase of their lives, right? Yeah, it's like families who all have kids the same age and who all got pregnant the same way. And at our and we all pick the same donor, so, so we have some. I mean, there's some similarities amongst us and if we're all attracted to the same. And all have daughter. something in common. Yeah, yes. and they all liked each other right away. So, <laughs> it, do any of them look alike? Um, yes, many of them look alike, but not our son. Our son does not look like <laughs> any of them. Your son looks exactly like you. Yes, he's very yeah. he's very Semitic looking. <laughs> um, the, I think the donor is a little more has like more recessive physical traits. Um, huh. So the the kids do tend to look a little more like their parents, but some of them, there's definitely some similarities. Huh. Um, but it's not as much as you see with some other donors. Um, so we all went on vacation. It was so fun. We just all liked each other. We had such a good time. Wow. And so then- I would have been so nervous for this. We were nervous. We were. Uh, nervous. We were. We yeah. were. And then um, we but then we on, did it again. We did it again later. two years later. <laughs> and now I don't know what happened. We started planning the next one for another two years hence, and somehow it became let's just do it this summer. So now we're going to go on vacation two years in a row wow. with yeah. these folks. Um, but, yeah, so, I yeah. mean, I I I love it. I think it's I think it's a very rich part of this experience. That's interesting because Anne and I are nervous about. We registered bros because we had to find more sperm. Um, yes. But we haven't connected with anyone yet. We connected with the people who said they might have sperm, but since then we haven't done yeah. anything about it. I, uh, I, it's been really rich. I yeah. and people think it's strange from the outside, um, but I it just, doesn't feel that way. It does not feel strange, and it's like the more people and the more connections that you have mm-hmm. in yeah. in this world where we're all so alienated from each other, it's like. Why wouldn't you want that? And yes, I get that the relationship is like not one where we have a template that mm-hmm. everyone's familiar with, but I think the next generation will have a template. And I should also mention that like um, my cousin Emma um, had this, this she's, her mom's are lesbians and she's part of like kind of the first generation of, um, of parents of, Donor conceived. Donor conceived children. Children. Mm-hmm. And and she has no idea who she is right. on that half of her genetically. She doesn't know mm-hmm. she doesn't have a way of finding out. And um it's I was able we were both able to talk to her. She was in her twenties, late twenties, mid twenties when we were planning all of this and we were able to talk to her about that, and that's part of why we chose a known donor, and part of why we think that the relationships with the other siblings is really important. Um, and we feel really lucky that we were able to kind of like learn from the previous generation. Um, and so I and think it's, it's also something we've our son knows about this now. He's met eighty percent of his siblings, 
And so he won't it's, accidentally it's not, marry yeah, anything. Well, <laughs> right. We all worry about that. Let's yeah. face it. But um, <laughs> but it's not. It's it's not. I was so concerned. I was so worried. How we how are we going to explain this? Mm-hmm. And when are we going to explain it? And I think that first year we went on vacation when he was four. Um, we we just put it out there. You know, these people are uh, your brothers and sisters, and you say brothers and sisters. We do, yeah. And um, Lisa does. I don't. It's, <laughs> but it, it's all very. It, it all. It's. It was very seamless, yeah. and you know, children don't ask anything more than they're ready to uh-huh. know. Yep. So they. So he just accepted it, uh-huh. and. Um, I mean, I think he, at this point, and he knows that it's different. He doesn't live with them, and he sees other families where brothers and sisters live together. So um, he hasn't really started asking a lot of questions yet, but he knows that his situation is somewhat unique. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's out there now. and That's special. Yeah. I think it's really special. Definitely. It's a great story. It is. Explained and it really awesome. well, too. I love it. And thank you guys for sharing it. I mean, it's like you, you can't say that you didn't go through it to create this family. <laughs> I mean, and we know so many people who got pregnant. You know, they bought like three vials. and I know. Or Robin. like Robin. Robin. <laughs> Super annoying. <laughs> so Although annoying. I do like that you had to fly to Columbia. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. I yeah. forgot about yeah. that. Listen, guys, I had a road, too. <laughs> Everybody yeah. has a road. Nobody got cancer or anything, but <laughs> yeah. All right. Thank you guys thank so you much so for much. coming in. This was fantastic. It was yes. our pleasure. Well, that was great. Wow. That's a, that's a story. That was uh, that was a great story. That was um, uh, a full and rich, rich story. I, but I loved what you said about, you know, it's just like, you, like we have to really work hard. And, and those guys, I mean, that was like, that's more than working hard. We don't get pregnant by accident. Exactly. That's what it is. We don't. We put a lot of work into this. And oof, that's, that was a heavy story. But, you know, I mean, it, I think so fascinating the stuff with, like, that they're in touch with the, with the families. Yes. And the, I mean, that's, like, great stuff. I mean, I'm going to play this episode for Anne and because uh, they've inspired me to. I was going to uh, say, does that make you want to uh, well, maybe? I'm thinking deeper into it, thinking deeper into getting to know the siblings. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, it, it was just nice to hear. It was refreshing Yeah. to hear that they have such a good experience with it. Yeah. Well, I mean, I feel like, you know, I'm sure that there's other people, our listeners, who have these kinds of, like, really incredible stories. And yeah. I'd like to hear some of them. Yes, please. Please share your stories. We're always open to new stories. Write them down. Tell them to us. Should they write them, send us, like, old-fashioned letters? Um, or should... Please send us cards. We don't have an address, Jamie. <laughs> how about how about they just use the social? I love it. We Tell can... them what it is. Okay. They can get us on Twitter at Ovaries Talk or on the Facebook at If These Ovaries Could Talk. The Book of the Face. The Book. Oh, that was impressive. Oh, yeah, I love it. All right, so reach out to us, share your stories. Like, we want to hear more. We love it. We love it all, and we love you guys. Oh, we do. We really do. (laughs) Thanks for being with us. Without further ado, eggs, ovaries, out. (laughs) 